0: Oh yes, home is where the heart is. The Lightning brought a little bit some of their home cooking in their previous game. A 5-3 win at Amelie to topple Atlantic Division rivals, the Buffalo Sabres. We talk about that win as well as some of the notable performances from last night's game. All that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dengar. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listener of the day. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. And I want to remind all of you for... To like and subscribe to this podcast wherever we are available in audio form. That is wherever podcasts are distributed. Please go ahead and like, hit a, hit the notification bell and hit that thumbs up. And go ahead and follow us on our YouTube page and drop a comment below. Let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want what questions you want to ask, uh, especially for our mailbag section. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we are discussing the Lightning's previous game. Last night, we were recording a Sunday night. Uh, the 5-3 win at home over Atlantic Division rivals the Buffalo Sabers, and in what was, I'm going to start off by saying, and and you know we had a episode recently about maybe it was more so of a a a, a feelings hour for me because of the the level of frustration that I was feeling with this team and. I asked the question many, many times, was I overreacting? And I'm going to ask that question now because I think that this game, and maybe this is a little bit of an overreaction, especially since we are only in the first week of November, I think that this was one of the best games the lightning have played all year long this was one of the games where you look back on as a fan as a as a player on this team as a coach as someone who you know maybe you don't follow the lightning as closely and you're just a general hockey fan and you look back on this team and says this team is, if you were to look at this game as the lone sample to base one's performance on, you would say, A, the Lightning must be one of the best teams in the league. And B, how how can they replicate this? And that is a question we'll be asking ourselves probably after every win. Um. You know I said in the last game uh, that Tampa played uh they they had an ugly win and now just a recap they had a ugly win against Ottawa and then a good loss against Carolina and this was as good as you could get other than a playoff game to getting to a good win I mean you had contributions from all up and down the lineup you had Nick Paul, Braden Point, Brandon Hagel, Nikita Kucherov, and I don't mean to pat myself on the back here, but I called this. I called this. You can look at the tweet. I will retweet it as much as needs possible. We will post it on the social media platforms, on, on our Instagram and Twitter if need be. But I called this from the opening minutes of the first period first career goal game winning goal from Nick Perbix i and i'm going to start it there with perbix because and this kind of all started because you know i didn't i didn't pay that much attention to perbix you know obviously you know you have i i was interested obviously in how the decor was going to play in the last couple of games without hedman and you know when hedman was on the ice it it it, it kind of does happen where you kind of lose track of other defensemen. I mean, Hedman is a huge part of what the defense is for this Tampa Bay Lightning team, along with Eric Chernak and Mikhail Sergachev taking a step into more of a leadership role this year. And I think that as much as we, the Lightning, definitely missed in certain moments having Victor Hedman on the ice. I think those moments allowed Nick Pervix to really shine. And I, I am very much impressed. And I'm definitely going to be starting starting to play pay more attention to him. Because he does a lot of good things. A lot of things that I saw out of Cal Foot last season. Uh, a lot of things that he does a little bit better than Cal Foot. Uh, Cal foot and, and Nick Pervix right now, obviously, you know, the, the, jury's still out, you know, you could say what kind of player Nick Pervix was up in Syracuse and early on in his career, <clears throat> even before getting uh, coming to the lightning. But, you know, that's not always the same case for the NHL level. You know, a guy may be a two way defenseman in the minors, junior hockey, come to the AHL, come to the NHL. And be more defensive-minded, maybe more offensive-minded. It really, you know, sometimes players just fall into, into certain modes of play, uh, what works for them, because guys will, you know, they will fall into certain styles of play. Whatever could keep them in the big leagues, uh, they'll they'll do that happily. Um, but Nick Pervix, and this is why I tweeted this early on in the game, I said Nick Pervix was going to score his first career goal. The other night, and the reason why I tweeted that, and this is why I was very impressed with him for a guy that's only played eight career NHL games. Well, this being his ninth, and especially for a defenseman who not relatively flashy or, you know, has spurts of offensive prowess. I mean, make no mistake. I mean, Nick Pervix is going to be maybe a 10-goal defenseman at best, maybe 15. Um, you know, Hopefully, I'm eating my words at the end of the season. We see more than 10, more than 15. Who knows? I mean, that's just wishful thinking. But what he was doing early on that gave me the impression that he was going to get on the board t- that night was – he was creating a lot of space for himself. He was being very aggressive. And this is nothing new that we've spoken about on this show. Not for Nick Pervix, but for lightning defensemen in general, namely Victor Hedman. I saw a lot of Victor Hedman offensive prowess in him. Uh, I've spoken about it on past episodes, namely last season, because we kind of didn't really see this that much from, from Victor Hedman uh, creating space for himself being more aggressive, moving up on the rush. And that's what Nick Pervix did, and that's what led to him being set up <clears throat> on a beautiful pass from from Nikita Kucherov. Um, obviously, this whole this whole sequence, which I'll, I'll talk about more on, on the second segment, but this whole sequence really was, and really the, the, the sole reason for this game, believe it or not, it wasn't the fact that the Lightning scored five goals it was the fact that they only allowed three and a large part of that had to do with the guy in net. And that was Brian Elliott. So we'll talk about Brian Elliott, but in, in just a bit, but you know, congratulations to Nick perfects first career goal. Couldn't have come at a better time. A uh, game winning goal uh, against an Atlantic division rival moves the lightning up to up in the division just a little bit uh, moves them up into the fourth spot. You know, it, it's, Given how this team has played over the last couple uh, of weeks, I like it. You know, you, you can't really control what Detroit does. You can't control what Toronto does. Boston's playing insanely good right now. So, you know, I'm not worried about them right now. But we'll see them in a couple of games or so. So we'll talk about them uh, down the road. Uh, Detroit won again tonight, uh, beat the Rangers um, in overtime. So, but whatever um you know hopefully we could at least root for the for the hurricanes to to beat toronto and kind of keep things at a, at a 1 point deficit here uh for the lightning but uh good win gets you past buffalo uh puts you 2 points ahead of florida uh and those are really the only teams I'm worried about right now is the teams behind you i'm not really so much worried about the teams in front of you you know those you could only control your destiny at that point and you you'll control it and be able to affect those teams uh, when you play them but you know congr- uh, great game all around from this offensive uh, from this team uh, saw them create a lot of opportunities for themselves and and that's really what it comes down to is that not only were the lightning creating opportunities for themselves but they were taking advantage of those opportunities and that's what resulted in in really four goals because the fifth one was an empty netter from Kucherov uh, by the way six six consecutive games with a goal so I mean coaches. is just doing cooch, cooch things. So, uh, but we'll talk about Brian Elliott, his performance in net uh, in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about this episode's sponsor, and that is Bet Online. Now, I it's been very well documented on this show. It's been documented on Locked On NHL, the national show I host with Locked On Avalanche host, uh, Chris Masili. I have not won a bet since July. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> But you can. You could win a bet tomorrow and you got to do it on bet online because they have the best odds. They are the number one source for your betting football and the start of the new basketball season as well as the NHL. Don't forget that. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts and in-depth analysis on every game and as always bet online remains your continued source for all the sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for all for every sport out there. Every sport. Think of a sport that you can put money on, which is pretty much every sport. So every sport out there, remember the world cup is coming up in a couple of weeks. So don't forget to throw money on team USA to win it all. Uh, And so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online, where the game starts. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen and if you haven't done already, so please go ahead and hit us up on our social media pages, follow us on our social media, social media pages, الس- L-O underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter <that-> right- at Danky Dank, d e n k y d a n k, And also most importantly, follow us on our YouTube channel. Uh, love hearing from all of you. Love hearing the comments, seeing the comments drop below in the YouTube comments. Love, you know, if, if you want to ask a question for, for a mailbag or just a general question about the show. And, and if you're watching us on YouTube, all the information for that is on the ticker, so go ahead and do that. Uh, my deaf perception today is absolutely terrible, but <laughs> you'll if you, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go ahead on our YouTube channel, you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, I love hearing from all of you. I love hearing the feedback, and and you know I try to get back to everybody as soon as possible. So go ahead if you want to hit me up, slide in my DMs, uh, hit up hit me up for a a, a question for a mailbag. Uh, absolutely, go ahead. Feel free. Um, so, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> the other game, uh, the the really with the big well the other the other storyline in this game because there wasn't a particularly big amount of of power plays. Uh, the Lightning and the Sabers were pretty much even in the stats column, you know, other than shots on net. Sabers had the advantage by two percent. In the face-off circle, nothing too crazy in this game. But really, what was the the tipping point, at least for me? You know, obviously, the, the five goals definitely helps. Like I said before, the bit the real reason why the Lightning won this game wasn't because they scored five goals. It was because Brian Elliott gave up three. And early on, <clears throat> the Lightning were flying around. They were playing a 200-foot game, which I have stressed to crazy lengths about how important it is for them to do it just because they're just such a dynamic team. And yes, you know, I've also complained that this team is at times very top heavy, but what we saw last night is an example of, you know, when this team is rolling all cylinders, they can live with being a top heavy team. I have no problem whatsoever of the, of the roster being as it is now, is this a team that's going to go on to get a hundred points and, possibly make a run for the president's trophy and win the division and go back to the Eastern conference finals and the Stanley cup final, uh, with this roster, the chances of that happening with these group of guys is, you know, I could see maybe a play for the division lead. I don't see a division crown President's trophy. Absolutely not. Uh, getting back to Eastern conference final. If the chips fall in your favor, um, <clears throat> And we'll we'll address that down the line. I'm not even worried about that right now. But with what the guys that are suiting up for this team last night, uh I like what I saw. You know, the third line, quite honestly, and, and some of you might disagree with this, and but I would if it were up to me, I would switch out Perry and Kyopki. I think that Perry Nemestikov and Colton is a very good balanced line. You have that veteran leadership with Perry. uh, And he could also net a couple, couple of of goals here and there. Um, And we saw it last season. And you get Cole Kiepke, you know, down on the fourth line with the, with the grizzled vets, you know, get him more exposed to that physical style of play, which I feel like eventually Cooper is going to do. I just feel like this is just an inevitable thing. (laughs) I think that Cooper sees that, um, you know, he needs to switch things around. He can't go out on a night to night basis and just rely on his two top lines to go out there and score points. But really, like I said, the, the, the real story of this game was Brian Elliott and I, I yelled, I hollered, I summit times screamed last season about how down the line and, and they showed the graphic during the game, uh, the amount of games that, that Andre Vasilevsky was playing. And I, I think that they should have used Elliott a lot more last year down the line, probably the last couple of months of the season. Um, this season, you know, I was complaining a couple of episodes ago about how I felt, though, that that he was sitting Vasilevsky too much. Um, I felt like I feel like Vasilevsky really still hasn't been able to get it clicking we haven't seen you know we've seen flashes of 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 vintage vazzy but we haven't seen we haven't gotten that that iconic season moment from 88 yet we haven't seen him go out there and completely take control of a game and net um and but at the same time i get where cooper's going from he also wants to Coming from, he also wants to get Elliott going, uh, especially with some of the the big matchups. Because you know, Vazzy is not going to play uh, every single game. I think I said at the beginning of this this month or going into this month that I expected Elliott to play maybe three games, uh, which I think was reasonable. Uh, the Lightning only have one back to back, and that's at the end of the month against Boston and Buffalo. Uh, so you know, you would expect I would expect probably. Basilewski to play uh, on the 25th and then have him play on the 29th and then Elliott plays against the Sabres. But yeah, Brian Elliott made a lot of great saves last night. He, he kept, there was times where this lightning team was playing on its heels and I thought he did a very good job and that's really what it comes down to is, is, is his experience. I mean, a lot of people don't realize or maybe forget that at one point in his career, I wouldn't go this far, but I wouldn't go as far to say that he was the best, one of the best goaltenders in the league. But at one point, Brian Elliott, uh, he, I believe right as of now, he's still top five all time for the highest save percentage in an NHL season. And, and you don't just do that, you know, with your eyes closed or sitting, coming off the couch right away. He was, he was a decent, I would say at that point, he was probably top 10 in the league. Um, but and, and that's why I feel like a lot of people, what a lot of people forget when they're all cavalier, like, oh, you know, Vasilevsky's a thoroughbred, or, or you know, when when he doesn't play, there's some people that really don't feel comfortable when Vasilevsky's in net for this team. And I've stated it on the last episode or the episode prior to that where I said, as long as this team plays the right way. In the right way, we all know what the right way is: blocking shots, taking care of the puck, clearing the zone. You know, the, this is small things. If they do the small things, then Elliot's fine. Elliot's fine. I don't. And and that's being said against playing against teams like Buffalo, like like a and maybe some of the lesser teams as well. You know, playing against say maybe a Dallas or, or even an Ottawa, the, a couple of last week, um, still very competitive teams. I mean, there, I've said it before there, there aren't really few, there aren't many teams in this league where you could go out there and kind of mail it in and run away with a win, an easy win. I mean, let's not get back to the Tuesday game against Ottawa, but um, I, I think that, you know, if you go out there and you just play your game, Brian Elliott's going to, dish out more performances like this so you know kudos to him i mean if he ever hits free agency i doubt it i think you know it, it seems as though everybody who comes to tampa wants to stay here for the rest of their career and why not it's gorgeous Get to play hockey and not freeze your butt off uh in the winter months where other 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 states and cities where you know you got you got snow up to your chin but I, I, this was a ideal performance. I, I mean, you know, really the team fed off of Brian Elliott last night and, and I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. I, I don't think you're going to expect much from much more from Elliott in that situation. So uh we'll, we'll take a look at the, the schedule coming up uh, in just a bit. Uh But yeah, I mean, just the, just a good performance all around from this hockey team. And, and, you know, I would really hope so, or really hope that 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 John Cooper looks at what happened in this game and the last couple of games, even though, you know, you came out of this three-game set, um, <clears throat> uh, 2-0-1. If you look at this, I, I think this is a good stretch that they're on right now, because, you know, other than Tuesday, uh, even the shootout that they lost, and I thought Tampa played a very good game. Uh, and and I think that this is going to build a lot of confidence in this team, especially going into the stretch that they're going to have against two very, very tough hockey teams with, 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 with two of the, the best players, I think, uh, in the league in the last, uh, 10 years. So wrapping it up on the show, we're looking at the schedule and no easy task coming up for Andre Vasilevsky or Brian Elliott. Uh, I would hope that Brian Elliott maybe gets, maybe gets a maybe gets a look, probably in the home game for the Capitals series. But before the the Lightning have to worry about the Capitals, they're going to have to get by Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. Which I have to say, i I think I could, I think a lot of Lightning fans will agree with me. That and, and if you could remember back to last year, how crazy of a game that was uh, against these two teams. And in on, I think it was one of the, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the first big games. Yeah, it was, it was the, it was the first game coming back from the, what was supposed to be the Olympic break. And I, I remember that just being an insane game. Uh and and you I feel like we're gonna get the same kind of thing um on on Tuesday night because you know Connor McDavid, I mean, anytime you that guy has the puck, I mean, he has otherworldly talent. If if for some of you who may not very well know how good Connor McDavid is, I mean, you know, top three players in the league are McDavid, McKinnon from the Avalanche, and Matthews. I think you could Uh, change two and three, but McDavid is just hands down the best player on the planet. And some of the things he does is just, it's like you're watching someone play uh, a hockey video game on easy. And that's just, that's what he is. And and I really think that this is going to be one of the tougher matchups of this month that the lightning will face on the schedule. And I'm, I'm happy that they don't have to go all the way to uh, Alberta to play this game. Cause you know, that can be a little bit of a uh, intimidating environment for opposing teams, but yeah. Uh, you know, the good thing about this though, is that really on paper, you only have to worry about, and, and you know, this is kind of a fault to the Oilers, but on paper you really really only have to worry about two players that's Seidel and McDavid uh, both players who have won the mvp at one point or another in their careers here but yeah uh i'm not i'm not too optimistic i'm not going to say i'm not going to come out in here and say just yet that the lightning are going to come in and and have a similar Similar performance against the Edmonton Oilers because, like I said, I think Connor McDavid is otherworldly. I think he is the only player in the National Hockey League that could go out and and actually put a team on his back. So um, <clears throat> I really think that the Lightning are going to have to clog up the middle of the ice, uh, not allow him to get a quick step on them uh, or any really momentum. They're going to have to meet him up at the blue line and really make it difficult for him to get zone entries with the puck because – uh, once he gets a full head of steam, I mean, it, it's really off to the races and you're going to have a uh, really a, uh, a hard time keeping up with him. And I think really uh, any time McDavid is going to be on the ice, I think Cooper is going to definitely make it a point to have Headman on there. Um, and, and hopefully I would like to see. Listen, I, I, I know some people aren't, aren't sold yet um, <clears throat> on, on my comparison with Chernak on what role he is filling this year. I, uh, just to reiterate, I think that Eric Chernak is, is filling very nicely, by the way, into the role of Ryan, Ryan McDonough's that he has held over the last couple of years before he was traded to, to Nashville. I would really hope that we see more of the Chernak headman line. I think these guys are going to get a ton, a ton of minutes in this game on Tuesday, especially headman. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully Hedman's 100%. He's been out for two games and then was kind of dinged up the other night against Buffalo. Uh, he came out on a play where he was kind of bent over, um, uh, looked like something in his upper body. Obviously, he's been out with an upper body injury. I mean, it could just be a, a really bad bruise or maybe already a broken bone. Hopefully it's not. But, uh, yeah, I, I would expect that really this is going to be a defensive minded game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they're really going to rely on on Vasilevsky to go out there and shut down the other team. Because when you're a team like uh, Edmonton, who has a player as talented as Conor McDavid, I really think that uh, you're going to try and provide him with as many chances as possible and really exploit some of the faults that a team like the Lightning have, such as turning over the puck in their zone, uh, clearing the zone uh, and and just, you know, really everything that goes with poor puck possession. So uh, can't wait to talk about more about that as we get closer. So keep an eye out for that episode. Um, Definitely going to lose some sleep over that as we get into uh, all the action, all the fun stuff surrounding that game. So uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the pod once again and follow us on YouTube. Uh, and, And yeah, we'll be back on the next one talking more about this team uh, some of the guys that have, I think, have really come a long way since the beginning of the season and look to see them really start, continue to capitalize on some of the early season performances that they have had. But in the meantime, that's been it for that episode, this episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker.